you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 485. Tickets are now on sale for stand-up at Caroline's. Well, tickets are always on sale for stand-up at Caroline's, but not for me normally. But now that is the case. May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd will be at Caroline's in New York. So go to their website or Nerdist.com slash calendar to uh, get ticket links and come on out. I think I'm going to do like, I don't know, five shows maybe, the 1st to the 3rd of May. Got to get the new hour going. And uh, I would like to thank for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform. It's going to make it fast and easy for you to create your own website, portfolio, online store, whatever you need. Um, look, you probably have some type of a web presence. Everyone has some short micro form of social media, but let's just say that you wanted to expand or create something, plant more of a flag in the ground, but you're like, oh, either I don't have enough programming, programming experience or I'm, I don't like working with um, you know, having to put a facade over a traditional blog format. It doesn't matter. Squarespace at any level of experience will get you covered. They also have amazing customer service, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Plans start at eight bucks a month. And that includes a free domain if you sign up for a year. So please go there, build your website, no credit card needed to start a trial. Uh, and when you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code NERDIST2, that's NERDIST in the number two, to get 10% off and to show your support for the NERDIST podcast. Um, super easy, super fun, super nice people. Go to squarespace.com, use the offer code NERDIST2. Uh, right now, <laughs> I'm in uh, an area where there seems to be construction going on outside. So if, uh, if you like hearing a circular saw cut through wood, then I hope uh, oh, it just stopped. So I'm sorry. Sorry all my saw and wood fetishists. Um, you'll just have to download uh, sound effects files of wood being cut. This episode of the podcast is Michelle Monaghan, who I don't really know, but uh, we work out at the same gym. That's right, we're fitness people. Um, Michelle is, and from every experience that I had with her, was always super cool. And uh, she is on True Detective, which is on HBO every Sunday night, and then also is in a new movie called Better Living Through Chemistry, which is out on Pi Day, March 14th. Um, And then we're going to have some more nerdist announcements about Pi Day as well. So Michelle, you probably recognize from, she's been in a ton of stuff. She's in Mission Impossible. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is one of my favorite comedies. And, uh, uh, oh, the other thing is that Myra's uh, ex-girlfriend trains Michelle. Myra's ex-girlfriend is a comedian and a trainer, and she trains Michelle. So there's a, Matt was in on this one, and uh, it was a fun dynamic. So here we go, the Nurse Podcast number 485 with Michelle Monahan. Now entering... 
Nerdist.com. so weird to see all of us not sweating. <laughs> we all go to the same gym. Not sweating. What are you talking about? Like not crawling on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, today, I, I, the first time I wanted to quit in the middle of a session was today. Why? You really? put me on a fucking Stairmaster. Ooh. Which, no. <laughs> Why? Five minutes of that. It was the most excruciating thing. In the, I hated it. I hated it so much. I'm never going on wow. Stairmaster again. I'll take the stairs. I'll go up seven floors. <laughs> I feel like I'm accomplishing something. But on a Stairmaster, it's just a brutal torture device. It just feels like some deep level of You're Tartarus. You're just like trying not to fall. That's, that's all it Are is. Are we on? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just listening to Matt complain okay, about so the Stairmasters. Wow, yeah, okay. Stairmasters. <laughs> Michelle, what do you think about Stairmasters? But I think, it's, I, I, think, I think it's funny that you guys know each other. Yeah, we do, yeah, yeah. Because Matt's ex-girlfriend trains you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so we all go to the same gym. Apparently she didn't do a very good job of training you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you untrainable? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got uh, Caesar the uh, dog whisperer coming yeah. in to, uh, we're going to break. What else is happening here? Who's, who's coming in now? Oh, it's my mother. Uh, <laughs> what else is wrong with me, everyone? Uh, <laughs> this is so funny to see Matt. This is so funny. This no, is great. Listen, hey, no, what? It's fine. fine. It's I fine. Couldn't, Kiki, I tried training with her a couple of times, and she wouldn't count. You don't. That was my problem. You my big problem. You can't with really her. train with your By significant way, other, though. I feel like no, that, I, that's I an wouldn't. Extra no, layer can't do it. it's a, no, you can't it. train with your significant other. But no. you are a monster in the gym. It's like you'll you're there when I come in, yeah, and you're doing all sorts of crazy shit. And then I'll leave, and you're fucking running on the treadmill. <laughs> she does it on her own. You know what? I have, you know, I'm going back to work. I just had a baby, and I'm going back to work, and it's kind of a provocative show. So that's, I've, I've basically had to turn into a gym rat for the last, <laughs> like, the last couple of months, because I'm scared shitless, basically. You were back working out, like, two weeks after the baby, right? No, I was right? back, it like, 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 f- like, five weeks. But five you, weeks, were, yeah. you, were, you were in the gym, like, full-on pregnant. yeah. Like I was, I was like doing squats, yeah. doing weights. Was I was very gross. active all the way up to the very end. Weren't you concerned at any moment that you would go down for a squat and be like, oh, "I have to go to the hospital"? <laughs> yeah, no. Is that is that not how that works? No, I, I wasn't actually. I because I felt really good. I felt really good. Do you think Kiki could yeah. deliver that baby? Yeah, I think Kiki could <laughs> deliver that baby. Well, if you my know? if new if movies are to be believed, all you need is a newspaper and hot water, it's right? It's true, man. Well, I, mean, I mean, she we, lived with a baby for I, a year and a half, had, so yeah, she could probably and, deliver. You know, we actually had a home birth, so I was prepared to have this baby. You had a home birth? Anywhere, yeah. You did? Yeah. Just like in your bed? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Were there... well, I mean, now I can tell you, the fatality rate is extremely more with a home birth, so it's good that you both made it. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's very helpful to be, you know, very active and, and whatnot, like for, for, for your home birth. And um, yeah, we had a midwife and it was just an unbelievable, um, dare I say, sort of easy experience. Having at the comfort of your own home. Did you clean up all that afterbirth? Like, that's on you. <laughs> Where, what Clearly, you Matt des- could never have a home birth. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> what made you decide I'm going to do? I'm going to get the midwife and not uh, go to a hospital. Well, oh, we had our first daughter at home as well, and my whole thing was. Um, 
I just didn't really want to be sort of have a bunch of um, needles and all sorts of things in, in my arms. I didn't want to be confined to No one bed. could blame you for that. And I just wanted to be able to sort of move around and walk around and sort of have the baby as it, as it would come. I wasn't worried about the pain. And, uh, and I just wanted the experience of being at home. And it's That's incredibly amazing. peaceful. And there's no transition from hospital to home. You're, you're there and you have this incredible maternal um, health care. The midwife comes every day and looks wow. after you and the baby for a couple of weeks. So it's actually a really supportive experience and environment. I want to know, like, what is the experience like after you've had the baby in the bed that day and then you go to bed that night? You're like, I had a baby in this bed. Well, it's it's really like that. I mean, I remember when we had our daughter, uh, we we had her and and it was late at night, as was our son just recently, and we fell asleep with the baby in the bed. And then, like, you wake up and there's this baby right next to you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just... I just gave birth to this. You this just, was here, and now yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's yeah. out in the and world. It's, um, yeah, it's remarkable. It's incredibly... Wherever, wherever you have it, it you know, it's just the most incredible experience you could ever um, have. But, and how's the first child with the new baby? Well, it's funny. She's, she seems to be accepting of him now, but there was a period of time where she was coming home from school in the last few months with like family photos, and she's like, here's Mommy, here's Daddy, and here's Willow. And my husband and I are like, where the hell is Tommy? <laughs> like, where is Tommy? So Tommy still hasn't made an appearance in the family photos, but um, she's doing much better. She gets, she gets a kick out of him. I was, uh, I, 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 I'm familiar with your work, but I wasn't that familiar with your background, like your personal life. You've yeah. been with your husband for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like since you were both pretty young. Yeah, yeah, since I was 25. We've been together for over 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we met in New York uh, in a What's bar. What's your secret? Yeah. <laughs> you met in a bar and it worked out 14 years? Yeah. I mean, and of course, I was always that chick telling my girlfriend to never meet a guy in a bar, you know. Um, but after a few drinks, you tend to meet guys in bars. And <laughs> no. um, but I happened to meet uh, one of the best people that I could possibly ever know. And um, yeah, he's my husband and he's totally rad. Tell us your secret. Oh my God. How does it work? <laughs> How do you... How, okay, so let's... So, you know, we'll talk about other stuff in a minute, yeah. but but good, solid relationship from, advice from, from someone who's been in a relationship for a long time and still seems really, really, really happy. Yeah. I mean, I think, number one, you have to have a sense of humor about everything. You can't take anything too seriously. I mean, you're, you have to be best friends. Um, and you really have to be considerate of the other person and always put the other person first. And, and God damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. I, I found that it's also when sometimes it's very hard to do, especially when the well, I guess for any business, but yeah. also not not using your significant other is essentially like a dumping ground for all of your shit. No, exactly. I mean, that's what friends are for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's in, you know has stress or whatever in relationships, but um, yeah, I sort of I sort of like to leave it at the door when I come when I come home, you know, um, leave it outside the door. Hopefully, you seem you know? generally positive. Like you seem. I am like... a very I am a very positive person. How yeah. did did you have to? Were you always that way or did you have always. to find that? No, always this way. And that's just a testament to my parents, I think. I mean, we were raised in such a really positive environment in terms of just always being told, like, it's so cliche, but we could do anything, you know, we set our mind to. Is that sort of environment, a very, like, glass half full kind of person. 
So there is something about good parenting that makes it yeah, exactly, and I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, it, you're in this very strange. I don't have any kids, but the thing that always scares me about the idea of kids is that you could just offhandedly say something in front of your kids someday that would all of a sudden like forge a belief system that they would oh, have for the rest completely. of their lives. I'm so conscious of that all the time of just saying sort of the wrong, the wrong thing. Like it's, it's so nerve wracking because it truly is the most important job there is, is sort of raising children that are, um, good people, you know, compassionate people and, um, kids that don't feel entitled to, to things. And, um, well, how do you balance that between, you know, uh, between acting? I mean, like the perform, the performing arts are kind of a selfish Mm -hmm. business because you have to really, focus in and get in your own head and you know mm-hmm. like you you can't really have a lot of outside stuff getting in the way so how do you balance those two things well it's it's very difficult i will admit it's very tricky and if it wasn't for my husband being so hands-on and supportive i wouldn't be able to do it you know in terms of my work typically my work takes me away from home and and i leave you know our family so um you know i'll sometimes be away for a few weeks at a time um maybe three weeks and we've chosen to do that because it's much more difficult to uproot the family and then have them out of their routine and sort of just hanging out in a house or an apartment or something like that and then and then i don't get to see them anyway because i'm at work you know 14 hours a day so um I'd much rather be the bigger person, be the the adult and miss them and be able to focus on my work 100%. And then when I come home and I finish work, be able to devote all of my time and energy into my kids and my husband. Um, But I I can't do both at the same time. It's nearly impossible. And feel good about it. Feel like I've done a good job with either one of them. Sure. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because you've worked, I mean, you've worked on a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of the best comedies of Thank you. Like the last 20 years. It's so... <laughs> Thank you. It's just you. one of those movies that you're like, oh, it's Shane Bliss looks really interesting. And then I went and saw it, and then I immediately saw it again. Wow. It was so... The you were one so of the funny. very few people that actually saw it in a the theater. You know, <laughs> I, I don't... I mean, you know, maybe... maybe um, because it wasn't in the theater long, but I know no. that when people talk about, like, everyone, oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a fucking great movie. Yeah, it's sort of one of those movies that caught on sort of down the road for people. Now it's a bit of a kind of a cult classic, dare I say. But it, I constantly am, am like, well, I mean, the latest was like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago in Ralph's and, you know, the checkout guy was like, oh my God, are you that girl from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I love that movie. You know, so it's just random people talk about that movie more than any other movie I think that I've, I've been in. Well, Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. have that sort of thing about them where they're really great dramatic actors, but you, but they're fucking hilarious. Oh my God. At the same, and so getting yeah. to see those two guys together... Uh, was the was the, what was the the vibe on the set kind of felt like an indie film? I mean, like not I shouldn't say oh, the vibe on the set. Yeah. I wasn't on the set, but the vibe of the movie was like oh, there's like an indie film where a bunch of friends it's, just it made a felt, thing. It felt very very much like like that. I mean, it, what I found really interesting is that the two of them had never met prior to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I thought was shocking because they have great chemistry. Number one, but they're both so eccentric and a little crazy yeah. that you'd think they would have traveled in the same circles for sure. Well, but, it's Marvel DC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice. They yeah, are, they exactly. Are they are parallels exactly. in those two universes. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, we shot, uh, I think for, I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, I think it was something like 40 nights uh, wow. in a row. So we all were just living like a night, basically shooting this in downtown L.A., everywhere. And it was, 
it was it was great. I it was one of the best experiences I've ever had working. I remember like Val would knock on my door every now and then, and he'd be like, "Is tonight the night?" And I'd be like, "What, Val?" He's like, "Can I watch you dress in that Santa costume?" And I was like, "Not tonight, Val. Maybe check back out another night." In like, any other profession, <laughs> yeah, exactly. human resources. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if it's Val Kilmer, yeah, exactly. Um, so I imagine him just wandering town doing that to <laughs> everyone. Right? It's tonight the night. I don't have He's a Santa outfit. I brought, I brought one. Asking me to change. I brought one. Um, so do you, you know, between working on that or like like bigger, but like really huge, huge, huge movies, mm-hmm. what's the, I mean, does, does a movie, does like the Mission Impossible series, is that, does that feel personal in any way? Or is it just like, oh, this is a giant movie and you go and no, it's like they, a machine. No, I mean, they always feel personal to me. You know, I'll, I'll never sort of make a movie that I wouldn't go see in the movie theater. That's sort of my barometer in terms of if I read something, I'm like, well, would I actually go and pay money to see this? Yeah. And if I can't honestly say that, then I'm not going to be a part of it. Um, there are other factors that go into it as well, but that's sort of... So it, it always feels like something that's um, sort of personal and intimate for me. Um, but obviously doing an independent film, it's, uh, I really appreciate doing independence because I love collaborating with first-time filmmakers, uh, writers. I love working with a small crew. I love that intimacy. And I love shooting things really quickly, like hard and fast, you know, for 19, 20, 25 days. Um, I love to just be in the thick of it. And I really love independent film as well because they're very personal stories, you know, slice of life stories, characters, people that I can really um, sink my teeth into and, and really like great shoes to fill. Um, so I appreciate that about independent film a lot. So the wife of an international super spy is not quite the same. <laughs> well, you know, that was a, that's a flip side. Like I got to do a lot of stunts for that. And I love, love doing stunts. So there's, there's so many aspects of my personality that sort of get, um, sort of get filled by doing, you know, by doing, say, a studio film or doing an independent film, um, whatever it is, you know. I, I often, he, they don't end up together, right? They don't really, like, isn't the last shot he's, like, sort of spying on yeah, her? Yeah, he's sort of let her, he's sort of let her go um, at that point. Well, next yeah. the next movie, yeah, <laughs> it's got to come out that she was a counterintelligence, right? Okay, like, all right, and then it's and then it's a battle between the two of them. The okay, entire movie. that that would be awesome. Can you make that happen? I can. I'll speak and to JJ you about just that. Do it from the top of a building. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> On my pinky, <laughs> just the entire time. Um, so, uh, Guys, we should have thought this through. It's really not compelling. <laughs> Why do we? That sounded cool. Um, I haven't seen True Detective yet. How, You're missing out. I know. I have the I have the DVDs, but yeah. I realize I don't currently have a DVD player. Oh, right. Because I'm in between moving. Yes. And my laptop yeah, does not have, have a drive. It's I don't a have a drive. Air. I know. <laughs> I went to MacBook Air. I went to, it is it's MacBook Air. There, there's no optical drive on it. I went to. Um, uh, I went to the uh, Circuit to the City. iTunes. It's closed. You can't, get what? you can't get a DVD player there. I'm sorry. I can't go to Circuit City. No, it's gone. Chris. Why? I'm sorry, they closed it down. <laughs> Comp USA also closed. Man, you Best Buy fun. is barely hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like was, eh, decent buy. Yeah. decent buy. I was in Best Buy the other night, and they had. Uh, I was looking for just a little quarter inch adapter to plug my headphones into a larger, you know, like a receiver. 
you know, the yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> the common thing they would normally have everywhere, and they didn't. That's Matt's euphemism for picking up ladies. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for a for quarter inch adapter. Quarter ladies, inch, are you yeah, looking exactly. for a quarter inch? <laughs> uh, what are they doing up there? They're uh, Kyle. Run upstairs and tell them to stop doing that. It's probably Neil Brennan doing something. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was in there looking for that tiny adapter. Use so physical violence if you must. Please do. You're, you're intimidating. Hold me. on, I got this. Uh, <laughs> I'm training. This is like get some of that energy. <laughs> I had this section. I was walking by this home theater section, and they have these like Martin Logan speakers and Macintosh receiver. Yeah, I'm looking at them. I'm like, this is like fifty thousand dollar equipment. So that's how they're trying to save themselves by selling fifty thousand dollars. They could just sell one. Oh, we're good. I they're mean, who buys a fifty thousand dollars from speaker? Best Buy? Is the follow up? Yeah, to that. yeah, exactly. Like, where yeah, are you that's... going, honey? I'm going to Best Buy. I'm going to buy some. Speakers. I got this Best Buy card for mom. <laughs> Uh, I don't. There might be fifty thousand dollars. I don't know. Oh, it's just. Or there might be. It's just. Bucks. It's just twenty five dollars. Oh, okay, can you put the stuff back? Yeah. Are you sure it's only twenty five dollars? Exactly. It could be fifty grand. I'll just take. You know what? Don't worry about it. I'll just go. That's it. Oh, the door's locked. Uh, Katie, can you can you let Kyle in? Um. Thank you, Kyle. How'd it go? They're all dead. Oh, good. So Excellent. You're not supposed to admit good work. that. Oh, there. <laughs> They're on a break permanently. Like you have to say it in an accent or something. So you kind of want to do some kind of weird superhero movie where you get to kick the shit out of someone and then spit out a dumb uh, punny hashtag. Yeah, no, I kind of did. I did the 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 latest Justice League animated. Oh, you do you Wonder Woman? And I played Wonder Woman, and so that was really that was really cool. But it's it was all like ha ha, you know, like all these like oh, like, you know. So like it was. Really <laughs> funny for me you know to actually like pretend you know okay. I grew up with brothers so I mean I know what those sounds like you yeah. know like I know what it feels like to get your you know the wind knocked out of you what was Diana's voice what did you use your voice did you I kind of like did my I kind of did my voice maybe it went a little bit deeper get frustrated at Clark yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Clark so it was cool it was really it was really fun that was a really fun fun thing to do so what do you, uh, you you said you're ready to start working on something else soon yeah, I'm I'm starting work on a show called um, Open, a new uh, Ryan Murphy project for HBO. Oh, right, the HBO show, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start we start shooting that on Wednesday, actually, mm-hmm. the pilot, which um, I'm very excited about. Are you? Uh, is what's your? What can you talk about? The, yeah, the show is it's a very um, provocative show. It's um, it's about open relationships and and uh, these, uh. <laughs> you're like Ooh. like I tried that once. <laughs> no, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do. I don't think I. I don't think. I know, and it's 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 really interesting because it's sort of it's very progressive. Obviously, this kind of idea of open relationships or people kind of going on um, their sexual journeys, but... Um, I was in one once. I just didn't know it. You just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not well, with and that's no. kind of... And that's what the show's dealing with, is kind of the betrayal of, of relationships and, and why people are betraying each other and what if they were just more open and honest about it. And, and so the show is sort of very modern in that um, respect. Uh, so my, my character, uh, finds herself engaged to this guy that she's been, um, dating for five years. Uh, and then she realizes that she is a lesbian. And so she kind of goes on this, on this journey. But does she stay in the relationship? They stay in the relationship. And so they, they, they embark on an open relationship and, 
they think that's that's the better way to handle this because they, they really sincerely love each other and she doesn't know if she's bisexual or a lesbian. So um, they're in a polyamorous relationship. I think, I think most, I, and I, I think the idea of open relationships would probably be uh, unfair to not the guy because I think most guys would be like, well, sure, I mean, you know, we could uh, bring another lady into the situation, but if the girl was like, can we bring another guy? Most dudes would be like, what the fuck are you, what are you talking about? What are, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. That's not, th- that's yeah. threatening to me. <laughs> yeah. As a guy, that's threatening. Yeah. And it yeah. seems unfair. Like, it yeah. seems unfair what we are, what we, what I think in society in general accepts as like an open relationship. Exactly. It's interesting because I went to a couple of talks on polyamory at Burning Man, nonetheless, like eight <laughs> months pregnant. And so I'm like, riding my bike and they're like, wow, what is this chick doing here? At, like with all these like polyamorous uh, couples. And there's like this vocabulary, like there's this whole dialogue that they use. And specifically to what you're talking about, they would call that commersion. And commersion is when you practice actually um, being supportive of your husband bring, or your partner bringing in like another partner, whether it be a male or a female. And they're like, because all these couples are like, well, listen, I was just really je- jealous with this specific partner. And they're like, no, 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 you really, really need to practice conversion. You want to be happy for them that they're living life to their fullest, their fullest <laughs> potential. And wow. it was so fascinating. Sounds brainwashing to me. It sounds like, <laughs> right. My husband was just like, just make it back to our camp, honey, <laughs> please. <laughs> please know? don't commerce. Yeah, no, no commercing for you. <laughs> um, but it was really, um, but it was, it's really, really fascinating. So I really feel, I'm excited about the concept of the show because I feel like in some way, like there's, it's part of the zeitgeist right now. And, um, I hear a lot of people talking about like, are we really meant to be with one person for the rest of our lives? Are we really supposed to be monogamous? And, um, and so this, this show really touches on, on all aspects of that and how, and also how we, um, bring technology into our relationships and whether, you know, um, you know, watching too much porn is, is crossing the line or, mm-hmm. or texting or sexting is like, where do you draw the line and all those different aspects. Um, so it, it, the show will tackle. Yeah. Because there's, there's also an idea of, you know, you, I think people can have an emotional affair with mm-hmm. someone, even if nothing physical happens. And then, so then it, then there's this kind of weird relationship, existential question of, but if your heart and your mind are over there, isn't that, isn't that just as much of a like betrayal? Is yeah. it the last step before? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't exactly. know what the answer is, but yeah. But it does. There are a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of gray. A lot of gray. There. A lot of blurred lines. There are blurred lines. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that Marvin uh, Gaye just sued this podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah. We just got sued from the grave. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but I know, like you know, my my girlfriend is attracted to ladies, and but I'm not attracted to dudes. Yeah. And so I would never um, feel like, oh, let's have another dude in exactly. on the action I would just I would I don't know maybe it's my own insecurity I would feel weird and you'd feel threatened. a little emasculated and, and probably. so and so what is that I mean I, that I cannot identify because I it sort of feels like you know is that just a me problem or is that really like yeah that's kind of a strange thing to do I honestly don't know what the no, right answer yeah, is exactly are we not evolved enough to be able to accept that you're saying like <laughs> am I not like I'm clearly emotionally not. <laughs> yeah, yeah no but that's the question like and I think that's the the people who decide to be in, in open relationships 
look at themselves and say, okay, I am really sort of emotionally evolved. You'd to, have to be on exactly the yeah, same certain level too. Com- completely. So what do you think that thing is about us that makes us like, no, this relationship is a walled garden. You're like, what do you, what do you, have you, I mean, is it stuff you've, obviously you've been doing research. Mm-hmm. Have you really thought about it a lot? I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's sort of a, I mean, I don't know if it's a walled garden, but I guess if you, I, I, I have no idea. What if this was Chris really... just trying to fuck your husband? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know. Be like, honey. His honey. Accent. You're going to be working is... long hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. And My husband's going to be alone. He's going to need someone. <laughs> he's going to need some support. Yeah, exactly. Home. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a show won't... called My Two Dads? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to bring Paul Reiser over and fuck exactly. your husband. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> On that car couch. Exactly. <laughs> that was the coolest living room set. When really I was, was a kid, was I was great. like, it was what the... a fun family. Do you remember My Two yeah, Dads? Yeah, I do remember My Two Dads. With Greg Evigan and, and. Wow. Good pull. He was a DJ in the bear. Yeah, I'm older than everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Stacy, Stacy, she went on to Step by Step. Step. She was on Step by Step. Oh man, I watched so much fucking television. Yeah, you did. Did you watch a lot of television? I didn't watch a lot of television growing up. We didn't have cable. We sort of. I grew up in a town of 700 people, super small. What? Where? Yeah, in Iowa. 700. 700. What part of Iowa? Uh, Northeastern Iowa, near Cedar Rapids, Waterloo. Yeah, we were performed in Cedar Rapids last year. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, there's a Gilda's Laugh Fest. It's this comedy festival. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that very well. That's so awesome. It's good. It's good. It was in a church. We performed in a church. There you yeah. go. Nice. It was, it nice. was a church. They t- you had like built-in jokes right there. <laughs> <laughs> they turned it into a comedy venue, and it was one of those things. Like none of us in the podcast are religious, but there were still moments where we were like, "Is that okay?" Like you know, yeah, it still felt exactly. Weird. It just no, it would feel. It there. would feel really like, weird. Dick for jokes sure. cool in a church. I don't yeah. know. Is that, <laughs> not okay. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, Cedar Rapids. It's a. It's a. That's a cool part of the country. It's an. It, you know, and very cold at the moment. But um, yeah, it's. It's very small. It's very rural where I grew up. It's all like corn and beans and cattle and um, and so yeah. So I. Um, yeah, so I grew up there, and, and you know the nearest movie theater was like an, an hour away. So I mean, I watched a little bit of TV, but we were outside like all the time. My my dad was a factory worker and part time farmer, and my mom—they're both retired now. Well, You're they so say they American. are. So American. My mom ran a daycare out of our home for forty oh my years. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. John Mellencamp, I think, wrote three songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Ain't that the monarch? Yeah. <laughs> That is, it really, I mean, did, when you were growing up, did you, was there any part of you that entertained the idea of like, you know, I could see just staying in this town and just kind of continuing the no, stuff? absolutely not. You know, I don't know what it was. I, I, I always sort of knew that I wanted to be outside of that, although I loved where I grew up. But I think when I, when I saw the possibilities, I, I think it was 14 and we drove into Chicago, which is about a five hour drive to see a Cubs game. And I saw a city for like the first time. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it was so naive, but I was like, saw the Sears tower and like, it was just, it blew my mind. And I, and I saw, I saw the possibility. And from that moment on, I, I knew I was I wanted to live in a city, and I and so when I graduated, I moved to Chicago, and that's where I went to college. Has your has your hometown become? Has it gotten like the Walmart, Applebee's, Starbucks, Jack in the Box? Like, is, is it? It is. Well, there's nothing in my town. Seven hundred like, people can't. There's there's, there's, there's not like a stoplight. There's there's nothing. So there's wow. like a gas station and like a little market still, and like the corn elevator. 
Wow. And about like four churches. So, <laughs> so um, but uh, so there's nothing there. But like the the next town over, yeah, is like there's a super Walmart. There's you know that means the Burger King, McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I will say the McDonald's there is the best McDonald's I've ever been to. Mm. And I feel like it's everything is so fresh. Like you go, Yeah. Yeah. They don't get that many people there. So you go through the drive-thru and you're like, I'll take a number three and it's still really, really hot. And they just and make like, it right And it's there. like, yeah. And it's like really big and it's still thick and it's not all smushed down. They and... just use the cattle prod. <laughs> yeah, like, Hang on. True. It's going to be a minute. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, really, I really love the idea of just getting a house in a small town as a vacation I yeah uh, several years ago I stayed in this place called Driggs Idaho which is just right. over the Grand Tetons from Jackson Hole oh beautiful and so it's like it's like Jackson Hole but without you know but uh, things aren't like four million dollars yeah exactly you know? like it's, it, at least at this time in 2005 it was still untouched really yeah you shouldn't be talking about it then because oh, now I want to go look it up <laughs> oh, it's all rude. but there was just like the town was basically just like a little cross of, yeah like one intersection and a few uh you know and then there was an, an, an insanely good sushi restaurant there at the at their tiny little airport because i guess it was just sort of bleed over from the from jackson from hole jackson, you know, like you know it's like because there's yeah there's like there's rich people scattered around even though you know you could buy you, at the time you could you know you could buy a plot of land for like forty grand. Or You're something. like, honey, you want to go to the airport for dinner tonight? <laughs> I want to go to the airport. Airport sushi usually sounds like a bad idea, but in this case, it was actually very, very, very. I almost think it was a restaurant. I think it was reverse. I think it was a restaurant. They were like, yeah, you can land planes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, were you obsessed with um, what? What were your obsessions when you were growing up? Were you obsessed with comedy at all? Because you're funny, so I feel like maybe there was a comedy thing in your background. I don't know, you know, my, but both my folks are funny. My brothers are funny. Um, thank you, by the way. That's a like a really nice compliment. <laughs> I appreciate I, 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 that. You're joking around at the gym, yeah. Like, you know, like oh, she's funny. Yeah. Really oh, funny. thank you. Kiki's funny. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, my interests were very simple. I mean, it's funny. I never really had the desire to even act. I mean, growing up, although there were signs that pointed to it. I mean, it was it was a part of the the drama club. I was a part of the speech club. Um, but those were, I, I think I did those mainly because I was scared to death and g- to get in front of people and do sports. Like I absolutely like that it petrified me. The thought of like standing up in front of an audience and like playing basketball or volleyball <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, I'll be the water girl. <laughs> and I was like the water girl. Yeah, but now you're in better shape than you know? pretty much any yeah, because yeah, yeah, of yeah, your right. workout regime. Right. Exactly. But it's funny. And then, so. I mean, those were those were the sort of my interest in terms of like in in high school, just you know doing that. But it, I mean, it was very. I mean, there were thirty five people in my class, so um, it was a really really forty five. Yeah, it was really small. It was just. So what does that? How does that affect your? How does that affect the way that you deal with the world when? Because in a situation like that, you don't disappear into the masses. Like, you probably always, there's always a sense of, well, I'm accountable for anything I say to the entire town or anything I do to the entire town. Do you feel like that growing up with that level of accountability affected the way that you interact with people later in life? Oh, God, that's a really interesting question. I mean, probably, perhaps, because everybody knows your business, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I mean, they even have, like... uh, what are those like little CB CB radios? Mm-hmm. 
you know, like they would listen in on phone calls. It was like serious, like small town stuff. Um, but yeah, so you definitely, you know, it, it was like I had one, like I had a high school sweetheart, I had one boyfriend, basically, because you know you're not gonna like, you're not gonna be promiscuous in high school, right? No, because first of all, you don't have it's like slim right. pickings anyway. Yeah, it's not right? that many. There's not yeah. a lot of options. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's that guy named Slim Pickens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Best corn picker in the yeah, county. <laughs> seriously. I mean, there, there's probably you know statistically there's probably like 18 boys in your in your yeah, class. Yeah, exa- that's that's exactly right. And it's like, well, one for everyone. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I think I think to answer your question, yeah, it may have. I mean, I haven't really thought about it that much, but I mean, I think that um, you know we were raised to be accountable for everything. I mean, my folks, you know, still. You know, I mean, I don't feel like I'm entitled to anything. And I think that has a profound effect on the way that people deal with each other later in life because you learn, if the skill set that you learn, let's say you go to a high school of 5,000 people and you just feel like, oh, I, everything I do doesn't really matter and no yeah. one really knows, and then I think you sort of, you know, you don't feel as accountable to the rest of the world. And so I, I but when you do grow up feeling like, oh, everyone's going to know or, ju- or, or judge this is going to affect the whole yeah. Then I think it does really carry. I would assume it carries over, so mm-hmm. that you're extra careful about, you know, how you deal with people mm-hmm. and you make sure that you don't, you know, how you walk through life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at it's least a very if you're good fuck point. People over, you have to trick them real yeah. good, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so no one finds exactly. out. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So what 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 were some other obsessions of yours when you were growing up? Um, uh, God, uh, uh, Michael Jackson, Kurt Cameron. Um. <laughs> oh, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, right. Wow. That was like one of them. Uh, what happened to him? Um, he found Jesus. He, guys. I think so. But I, but I, I feel like that's a case where Jesus is like, "Please leave me alone. Like, <laughs> like, like it's too much. I'm going to get a restraining order against you." <laughs> Jesus Christ is going to get a restraining order so against sad. Kirk Cameron. Right. Picture of his birthday at his office. And it was no. Just like a platter of half Subway sandwiches and like one person and him like with a. There's like a birthday hat. It was so sad. Well, when you're intolerant, that's what happens. So not many people show up to your birthday party. <laughs> um, so you loved Kirk Cameron yeah. in the in and, gosh, growing pains. Kirk think, Cameron and I loved. I you know I I loved football. I still like football. You I do your football fan. Yeah, I'm a football. Fan. I like I like college football. I mean, why I like why college well. football? Well, I think because Iowa doesn't yeah. have a sports or, or a, a, um, a pro team. Yeah, uh, and I'm a I'm a Hawkeye fan. So uh, and I and I love that they're they're like these young players. They're not they're not getting paid. They just have a lot of heart and right. they just they just play their, their their asses off. And I just love it. And you know you can tailgate. Is there a particular? Uh, did you not? Did you watch the Super Bowl or did you not? Did you not? I did. I watched until Time Warner. You know, went on the decided went on the blink. You weren't yeah, going to have decided, an hour no, of the third quarter. It wasn't worth oh, it. is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like what? right during yeah. halftime. Yeah. Yeah, it was really <laughs> right. Well, you know, yeah. I think this merger with Comcast is gonna only help the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Holy shit! Yeah. But it wasn't really much of a game anyway. No, it was it wasn't. pretty. Yeah. You missed nothing. No, I missed nothing exactly. Yeah, the, um, the you know you know you know Matt. Maybe this is maybe this is the year where I watch a sports game and see if I can understand. What it is that's... That Are you into you've sports? Thrown out you don't like sports. I don't Dodgers understand game. them. Why? Why I is did. that? You're out, American. Out, What's wrong with you? You're American. Are no, you? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Finally. No, it's time to tell the truth. 
You're here to fuck her husband. <laughs> I am here for your husband. For Mother Russia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Mother Russia's your pimp. Yeah, that's, right. that's her name. His name, her name. Um, but uh, yeah, no, my my parents were sports fanatics, and right. you know, but I just liked I liked. Um, I know people on the podcast are so sick of hearing me say that I don't understand sports, but but I liked you know chess and computers and video games and comic right. and, and, and yeah. D&D. There's a whole side of sports though that you haven't. I feel like I know if like you all the all the, the, the statistics metrics, and the, yeah. When we have Joe to carry on, he'll explain everything to you. Well, we, that's fine. It's that, gonna be that, great. That's totally fine. Do you do you get into all the numbers, or do you just like seeing people hit really each get, other? I don't really get into numbers all that much. Although I like I like I mean I like March Madness and I like. I, I like college. I like college ball a lot, whatever it is. And I kind of start to get into the numbers a little bit. Do you bit. know what March Madness is? I have brothers, too. Do you know what I mean? It was like football Football by default was always on the TV. Okay. Like I, I, was, I would get my ass kicked if, like, you know, the, 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 um, the, the open was on and I turned the channel. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, it was, always on, it was always on in my – March Madness is a college basketball thing. Yeah, but explain it to me. I don't know. You really don't know what March Madness is. I think it's where they all take a bunch of LSD You're gonna do it and this then year. they go crazy. You should do it this year. You will have an office pool. They're going you have an, mad. That's fun. That'll be really, really fun. He'll win the pool. Because it's usually like beginner's luck where you don't really think, you don't want to think too much Stop about it. Stop laughing at me, Katie. Because there's all, no, you should do it because there's always upsets. March Madness. <laughs> but my mom is this cute little blonde Italian lady. And uh, she's very sweet in person. Yeah. But then when sports will be on, you hear from them. What the fuck with these refs? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, what are you yeah. goddamn blind? Your head uh, like it was like that kind of. That's how wow. I learned to swear. Was from my mother really, watching Red yeah, Sox games. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of how I sound. Uh, yeah. yeah. And my husband's not. My husband's like you. He's not into sports at all. And uh, and uh, and and then Willow Willow will because it, like the, all the ball of the college games start like at nine a.m. Yeah. In, in, on the West Coast and. Like on Saturday morning, I'm always thinking, he's like, is it too early for a Bloody Mary? Um, <laughs> and then Willa will come down the stairs and she's thinking she's going to watch cartoons or something. And I'm like, sorry, honey. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Mommy needs her yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry, right. sweetie. Hawkeyes are on. Yeah, yeah. So you have to affect the accent. That's exactly, you know, like exactly. Yeah. So what do you think? It's an Iowa accent. There wouldn't be one. Yeah. Well, there, but, 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 there, but there is a Midwestern affectation. There is there a Midwestern is. It's, it's, it's a little bit less than the Minnesota it's way, Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's, it is this sort of like yeah. weird, you're right, you're right in between Southern and like Upper. Yeah, yeah. You know, where everything gets like this. Yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of that. Definitely. Yeah, you're between y'all and oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to know if you've ever did your mother ever cool a pie on the windowsill? No, but she's taken one and put it out in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) We've also made ice cream with snow. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. There's a part of that that's so appealing to me. Of just like, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I could go live in a small town for the rest of my life, but yeah. just going for like a month and just being in the... It is good. It is good. I mean, I remember um, Willow came out, you know, she always, we always go back for a couple of couple of weeks or whatever, and I was sitting on the deck with my mom and dad, we were having a beer, and Willow's running around, and like basically she's like half naked, and then all of a sudden I see her like squat. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yep, we're going on the end of two weeks here. She's definitely like been outside. But the problem was we ended up coming back to L.A. a few days later, and we went to this nice lunch in Beverly Hills, and there were like, you know, some people in the industry there or whatever. And it was like this beautiful, beautiful table. And I put Will in a pretty little white dress and was out in this garden. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we're having like lovely dinner. There's like 20 of us. And I look over, and there she was. She had a white dress jacked up behind her back. She had her panties. <laughs> oh, no. 
Uh-huh. I just imagine it between <laughs> uh, Scarpetta yeah. and Bouchon. That's where she was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as a mother, you are. I, as a mother, I think you are duty bound to make your child feel okay, and then you go over and do it too, and be like, "This is yeah, what yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what we do." Then now. the whole exactly. table gets up, yeah, yeah. and then a slow <laughs> crap erupts, yeah. exactly. and then it's like the latest trend sweeping yeah. Hollywood is garden yeah. pissing. Like people, everyone's doing. Are you going to a garden pissing party? I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, I haven't peed in like four hours. Well, what happens is you drink cucumber water and pee that out. That's that's great, nice. but the strawberry infused water. I think it's, nice. it's so. Nice. I mean, it's it's sort of it's almost in the same mentality as like open relationship territory. Like it's natural, man. Yeah. It's, everybody's I need to be doing bound it. by your rules. Yeah, exactly. Pee there, shit there, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Um, get get out of my get out of my bathroom habits. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is your Burning uh, Man symposium? With the Burning Man symposium. Yeah, that's pissing. Burning Man. That's just Burning Man. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think is your greatest strength as a parent? Like, what do you feel like you really bring to the table? Oh gosh, that is God. These are hard questions. These are good. I didn't expect this from I'm you. I'm so Chris. sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, Dick you jokes. know what? I think I think I'm I think I'm a fun. I think I'm a fun mom. I think like I have a sense of humor and we have a good time and we goof around and I think like I things are lighthearted around our house and I think that's like, See nice. because when you smile I feel like that's probably your face most of the time yeah. and when I smile I feel like it's weird <laughs> like it, my face isn't doesn't just stick there like you know like it always feels you can tell it's like It's like forced like, you can <laughs> tell when people like when people have a face where you go oh they smile like they laugh like they are they are joyful you know yeah. and then there's a little bit of a like my mouth like turns down a lot easier than it curls up. It starts to quiver. But I feel like it's not too... No. <laughs> Everything just collapses. I used to be called Smiley as a kid. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, but you, but you laugh You laugh when things are really horrible. You're like, <laughs> we just broke up. <laughs> That's why I'm so good at smiling. Horrible things are always happening. you guys happening. go see Daniel Tosh in San Luis Obispo? No, but I saw him. Oh Santa my God, Barbara. I'm in love with him. He's, we were in Santa yeah, Barbara. I'm in love with him. My husband Bowl. and I sort of joke that like he's our hall pass. <laughs> like, and my, my husband has no interest really, but it's our joke. Like we, we love him so much. We think he's just so hysterical. But we saw him in, in Santa Barbara, yeah. I think last year or the year before. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 with yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. With yeah, you. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. It was, he was awesome. It was great. incredible watching someone do comedy to a bowl. To a giant pool. My God, 3,000 people? I don't yeah. know who were there. Yeah, That's on the huge. upper edge of like almost too many people for comedy because you need... You well, it was just a fascinating... It was a fascinating uh, watch. It was fascinating to watch him play to a crowd that large. Yeah. Like you get, ha- you get half the crowd going, you've got a thousand people laughing. And you still yeah. have to like... Then you have, to get, you have yeah. to get it going to the rest of the thousand but it, people. But it was played really well. Like it, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, really... he opened talking about the rape joke. I mean, why not? Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, you mean the, when the conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that was like right after. Um, and uh, I missed the Ben Folds podcast. Okay, so I'm being, told, I'm being told that you have to go. You have to go. You have to, I do. You've got a daughter my, to I'm pick up. My you have a human life that you're responsible for. She's just a few blocks away. You can't just sit here all day making jokes with us and talking about... Get the fuck out of here. Pissing in gardens and open relationships. Exactly. I hope she's peeing outside when you pick her up. <laughs> is it sort of is it sort of ironic that you're in a show about open relationships? And I assume that there are scenes where you're probably fooling around with people. Yeah, and it must be like the show's about this. And even though this is work, it's still like it's still kind of a strange. Well, it's t- it's totally it's totally strange. I'm shaking in my boots. 
I'm shaking my head. It was one of the reasons that you decided to do it to sort of like, well, this is something that I'm nervous about, so I have to... Yeah, it's totally out of my comfort zone. I really like to tackle things in terms of all of my work, things that make me nervous, you know? And I, then I know I'm pushing the boundaries. And I, and I love Ryan Murphy. I love HBO, obviously. I've been working with them. Um, and I just, I loved that this was going to sort of challenge me. And, and, uh, I had my husband read it and he was like, hello, Grace. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm doing it. But, it, and, and also it's, it's completely unexpected. It's something it, totally like a 180 from, um, what you would probably expect me to do. So I like the idea of doing something kind of new and fresh and open. <laughs> Are you going to be able to watch it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, my folks definitely won't be able to watch it. No. But that's all right. They don't have HBO. Oh, no, they do. They got HBO for True Detective. And then you can be like, so after True Detective, you've seen yeah, everything yeah, you need yeah, to exactly, see on HBO. Exactly. What about Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, get the HBO Go app. Exactly. Exactly. Um, excellent. And, I, and I'm sure that you find that a lot of the the stuff that you do, I know this sound, maybe this sounds dumb, but I found that a lot of the stuff that I get pushed in the gym with yes. Tom is almost like they're applicable to like, oh, these are bound, there are boundaries in life, and I have learned that I can push through things completely. when I think that my, my brain says, no, you can't. And then I go, I think I can. Completely, completely. And I think for me, too, it's, it's more about the, you know, sort of the sex and all that thing. I think that's sort of an afterthought to what these characters are really um, sort of going through and these sort of dilemmas and, uh, that they're sort of facing. So I'm looking forward to taking this character and really humanizing her and having people actually really be able to relate to what she's going through. That's the best thing you can do because ultimately people will see it as a black and white sort of a thing. Like yeah. those people fuck other people and those people yeah. don't and there's a valued system yeah. but to really show like there's a humanity and there's totally. there emotions. and dig deep on this I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I, I don't know if it's going to change my mind on the, hey, let's everyone fuck everyone. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I will, I will, I will, I'm very excited. So you're just doing the pilot just now? Just doing the pilot now okay. for now, yeah. So I'll keep you posted. And I'm very excited to catch up on True Detective Please. too. Michelle, it's delightful to have a longer talk with you than when I'm panting as yeah. we're both being stretched at the end. Is you have a good workout? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go pass out. I'm going to go run five miles on the treadmill. That's what you do. God damn it. We, we, have, to, we, have, to, we have to hit the Monaghan bar. Like, we got to get, we gotta get <laughs> higher. I want that bar. It's so I want to hit that bar. Where is that bar? <laughs> you're, you're up here. We're like here. You're, you're up no, here. No, I'm talking about the actual Monaghan bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Free drinks. <laughs> exactly. No bathrooms. Just pee outside. All right. Uh, Wonder Woman, thank you so much for being here. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Thanks, guys. This is thank awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was really fun, man. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.